Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hello guys, welcome back to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And today we're going to be doing Coraline. Um, I know originally I said we were going to do Coraline and Paranorman, but I got scared that we weren't going to have enough time to do both. So we're kind of splitting it in half, possibly. But um, today we're doing Coraline, mm-hmm. and the opening question I have is, what is your favorite fall time activity? Mine is, <laughs> <laughs> like the first thing that came to mind was setting like the fall um, in The Sims. Oh my God. <laughs> so yes. it's all like autumnal, because we don't really get fall in California. Like no. it's, It gets a little chilly, and like, yeah, the leaves fall off, but it's not like how it should be right it's not as colorful as i'd like it to be yeah everything just gets brown (laughs) like it's dead yeah and cold for us is like in the 60s it's not right um or i like carving pumpkins i was just gonna say or watching my annual over the garden wall right (laughs) right there's definitely some like certain movies i have to watch like nightmare for christmas Mm -hmm. and all those fun like uh halloween town hocus pocus hocus pocus and uh, carving pumpkins and then definitely uh pumpkin spice lattes oh yeah but yeah <laughs> i'd say that's an event <laughs> when that it's opens up everyone itself. everyone's at starbucks when PSLs are up. right they're getting one of those is definitely my favorite fall yeah. activity mm-hmm. throughout the whole season <laughs> but you get an iced one i do i do i don't really like hot coffees so what i always get iced i think it's because um I think I just got scarred as a child because whenever I'd get like a hot drink, like hot cocoa or mm-hmm. something, I'd, I'd immediately like want to drink it. Burn your mouth. And then I'd burn my mouth. So I just got so used to like cold coffee. Is it like weird that drinks. I kind of like the feeling of a burnt tongue like afterwards? I like mean, not when it happens, but afterwards, like how it kind of feels weird. I don't know why. You I'm like just, that? Yeah. I don't like purposefully burn my tongue, but like well, it's yeah. just kind of, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't mind this. <laughs> I, mean, no, I don't think it's weird if you like don't mind it and you're just like, eh, my tongue's mm-hmm. burnt. Oh, well. I endorse the hot coffees. Very <laughs> rarely do I get a cold one. I do not. I can't. Even if I do get, like, a hot drink, I normally, like, I'll babysit it to the point where, where I end up drinking, like, the bulk of it, it's cold. Or, like, room temperature. Just gotta time it. <laughs> but then it ends up being cold anyway, so I'm like, might as well just get a cold coffee and be able to drink it right away. A good barista, though, makes it the perfect temperature that you don't have to wait for it to cool off that is one thing and then with the pumpkin spice lattes at starbucks even if when they're warm there's so much whipped cream that it kind of like tones it down a little bit yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) now i want a pumpkin spice latte and it's 1 (laughs) a.m it is (laughs) okay should we get started yes okay so for Coraline, i read the book way back in college i love the movie I had no Probably. idea it was a book. Yeah. Written by Neil Gaiman in like 2009 or no, the movie came out in 2009. The book came out in like 2002 or something. So like not oh, that much really? longer after they adapted it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of went over the main differences. So in the book, YB does not exist. He was solely created for the film. Oh, interesting. And the main reason is because... In the book, uh, Coraline, like she's the only child, so she's very self-reliant, and she just talks to herself all the time. Uh, I mean, she has the cat, but the cat's like her inner monologue anyways. So they thought like it would be weird just having this girl talk to herself, so they added in YB, and he kind of explains things. He's like, oh, that's the well. 
Like, oh, oh the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah all that Interesting. stuff. Interesting. Yeah. But I love YB. Right. <laughs> He's adorable. I know. Okay. And in the book, Coraline, <laughs> she's like immediately suspicious of the other mother. She's, because I know in the movie, when she meets her, she's initially like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. You're so much better than my mom back home. Like she's very accepting of the situation. Yeah. But Cor- book Coraline is like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, like right she's off the like, bat. Yeah. Oh. Immediately she's suspect. Hmm. And, but book other mother is very much more creepy in the beginning. She's not very. Like mm, whatever you want, dear. Yeah. <laughs> she's so fucking creepy in the book. She's very creepy in the movie, but in the book it's like gets under your skin some of the things she says i'm just like (laughs) interesting okay and Coraline's personality is a little bit different in the movie she's a lot more sassy and just kind of you know doesn't put up with stuff and then book Coraline is very much like polite like she's very polite to everybody and she's self-reliant because like only child and all of that but how interesting. Uh, yeah, their personalities are a little bit different, although Book Coraline gets very much so more pissed off when someone mispronounces her name. Oh. <laughs> and funny, Neil Gaiman was actually going to name her Caroline, but he kept misspelling her name, Coraline, and he's like, that's actually a really nice name, so he... How cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. That's adorable. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. oh <laughs> So, uh, the other father's main scene, like, you know in the garden and all that it's so different in the book it's actually a lot more horrifying and it takes place in the basement rather than the garden and in the scene the other mother still forces the other father to try to try to hurt Coraline but rather than being attached to the garden as like the mantis he's like on the mantis machine or whatever I don't even know what that thing's supposed to be um He's turned into a giant doe monster, and he chases her around the basement, and she barely makes it out, and he's still kind of apologetic. He's like, I don't want to hurt you, but I can't control myself, so I'm going to do it, but then in the movie, he's just like, I don't want to hurt you, and it's like very, it's not as, I don't know, it just seems like more so in the book, it was more creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually kept some excerpts. I put, or, uh, sorry, I'm very tired. <laughs> I put some excerpts from the book so I can read them to you so you can understand how fucking like terrifying it is. Uh, Coraline made a noise, a sound of revulsion and horror, and as if it had heard her and awakened, the thing began to sit up. Coraline stood there frozen. The thing turned its head until both its black button eyes were pointed straight at her. A mouth opened in the mouthless face, strands of pale stuff sticking to its lips. In a voice that no longer even faintly resembled her father's whispered Coraline. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> this book is meant for children. I remember like reading it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, if I read this as a kid, I don't know. I would be, be like. Scarred for life. Traumatized. Or I'd be really into some dark shit. I mean, I am I mean, into some dark stuff. But... <laughs> okay. Uh, her real parents are a lot more indifferent in the movie. In the book, they're more caring. They're still kind of like, yeah, Coraline, do whatever you want to do. Like, we're working, but they're more caring. They they don't just, like, ignore her while in the movie. It's very much so just, like, it's okay. kind of like, you guys are neglecting her. Right. A bit. Uh, the cat is actually more sassy in the book, surprisingly. Not surprised. <laughs> uh, 
Um, there's actually another monster in the other house in the book, specifically in the corridor that she passes through when she leaves her home. And the other monster is described vaguely, but it's kind of supposed to be this like more ancient beast than the other mother Ugh, in this scene. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Ah, Coraline took a deep breath and stepped into the darkness where strange voices whispered and distant winds howled. She became certain that there was something in the dark behind her, something very old and very slow. She knew that if she fell in that corridor, she might never get up again. Whatever that corridor was, or whatever was in that corridor, was older by far than the other mother. And she like touches it and it's like furry and shakes her hand away it's all wet and she's just like what the fuck and but she doesn't let herself like look at it it's like what is that oh <laughs> what is that? no <laughs> yeah <laughs> another difference um rather than retrieving the ghost kids eyes she's just straight up finding their souls but i think they kind of for like visual representation in the movie made it the eyes because like they take their eyes out replace it with buttons yeah but it's kind of more vague in the book just getting their souls back but she still has to like go to each area to retrieve them, like a little scavenger hunt, kind yeah. of very creepy scavenger hunt, actually. <laughs> oh, but one soul retrieval is far more gruesome in the book. Rather than getting it from a giant taffy where Miss uh, Fink and Forcible are, Coraline has to retrieve the soul from a spider-like egg sac. Oh hell no! And I have an excerpt of that as well. Oh no! <laughs> I hate spiders. <laughs> okay Uh, inside the sack was something that looked like a person but a person with two heads with twice as many arms and legs as it should have the creature in the sack seemed horribly unformed and unfinished as if two plasticine people had been warmed and rolled together squashed and pressed into one thing ew yep and she has to stick her hand in there and grab the oh god children wouldn't survive this book (laughs) No, I would, this book is so perfect in the way that it describes, like, nightmares. Like, I would have really messed up nightmares like this. And it always involved, like, losing my parents. I had one, tangent. I had one nightmare, reoccurring nightmare, where I was, like, in a gas station or something. And then these alarms start going off. And all the lighting turns this weird orange, like, reddish-orange color. And all the adults pick up their kids and they put them on top of the cars. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? And then the floor becomes quicksand and it sucks all the adults into the floor. Jesus. And then we had to survive. <laughs> oh my God. And I would have that all the time. And it was like, you know, apocalyptic alarm sounds. How crazy. I, would have, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So Neil Gaiman very much so tapped into that. Right. Like nightmare sure. that you have as a child. Okay. So the other mother, she's even more creepier in the book and admits to killing her own mother when Coraline asks her to swear on her as a part of their deal. And the way she says it is so gross. Uh, when Coraline asks her to swear on her own mother, the other mother like, kind of hints that she's already like dug a grave for her mother. She's like, I put her in there myself. And when I found her trying to crawl out, I put her back. <laughs> so that's just like, yes, it's, the difference is, is that the book is far more creepier. But the movie itself is pretty creepy. Right. I would say. It is still pretty creepy, but I do think they kind of like try to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Like they make it more fun when she first goes Mm -hmm. to the other house. Oh, Mr. Bobinski is also like really creepy. 
she describes him as looking at her with hungry eyes. Oh, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And there's no cute mice, jumping of mice. Course. They're straight up rats. Oh. Yeah. I mean, rats can be cute, too, but I doubt that's what he was going for. No, not the way. Also, the illustrations in this book. Oh, there's are, illustrations? Yeah, in they're the like book? sketchy and creepy. And, well. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it, though. Of course. <laughs> sits there and like blah uh, and you're done at the end of the day i love it (laughs) okay movie facts this is more fun mr bobinski otherwise mr bobo in the book uh he was given blue skin in the movie because like it's a canon that he worked in the chernobyl nuclear disaster and he even wears a medal on his chest for it and the radiation exposure could explain his odd behavior huh yeah so that's why he has blue skin interesting it's not just for aesthetic purposes right uh originally the movie was going to be a live action and dakota fanning was already casted as Coraline, but then they switched it to animation and she still stayed on and she was actually more excited for it when they showed her what Coraline's gonna look like the blue hair and yeah yeah so yeah they kept her (laughs) oh cool that's cool oh the soundtrack the eerie soundtrack with the children singing is straight up gibberish and they did that to make it more creepy of course and because a lot of people were trying to translate it and be like what language is this is this like swedish or what like no it's just gibberish <laughs> how funny and one of the singers her name is Coraline. wow it no relation whatsoever to the book like it just oh really yeah. it just happened that way mm-hmm. <gasps> that's kind of so there's a girl named Coraline singing that creepy song and how funny <laughs> mm, oh okay so just like production stuff because stop motion's awesome mm-hmm. uh the snow was made out of super glue and baking soda Amazing. the cherry blossom trees are popcorn the giant flower in the garden that kind of blooms really slowly is a dog toy cut in half and flipped inside out that's amazing they have to get so creative with some things i'm just like oh. no they do and they had to hire a knitter that literally knit with sewing needles like all the clothing so like her star sweater and some of the threads were like as thin as hair. Oh, because they're so tiny. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That you'd have to like use teeny tiny noodle noodles noodles needles <laughs> to make like teeny tiny jackets. Yeah. That's crazy. And in the special features on the movie, they show her and she's adorable. Oh. <laughs> Doing what she loves, making tiny sweaters. <laughs> making tiny, and then getting paid for mm-hmm. it. Oh, okay. So. There's this whole mythos about the Bell Dam, which is what the ghost children call the other mother at some point in the movie. Uh, so the word Bell Dam means malicious, ugly woman, and it usually references a witch. And during Halloween, back in the old time days, kids used to dare each other to go knock on the door of their neighborhood Bell Dam. And in a lot of those stories, the Bell Dam would resemble a giant spider and she would attract the kids in with like candy to entice them. And there's also a poem, like a French poem, about the Belle Dame, and it kind of basically is like a play-by-play of Coraline. Like, it kind of goes through all the main points. Oh, interesting. Oh, my last fun fact. Uh, Neil Gaiman, he said that this is his favorite adaptation of one of his novels. Aw. Yes. And I would say, yes, I agree. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, it hits all the same points, and things are different, obviously, but... It has, like, the same soul, I would say. 
Yeah, I'm currently listening to Stardust on Audible. And first, he actually narrates it. Um, oh. So he's the one actually like reading it to me, which I was, think is really cool. So, But I've never actually like read any of his books. Mm-hmm. So, But I've seen Stardust and I've seen Coraline. So this will be the first one that mm-hmm. I'm like doing both. So yeah. I'll see. And they're doing the Sandman that's coming out mm-hmm. soon. They've been talking about doing that for years. Like I was going to say, because at, at one point, Just Gordon Levitt was going to be involved. Yeah. Because I remember seeing that and I was just like, oh my God. But I don't ever know what That'll happened to it. That'll make you read the book. <laughs> just yeah. Well. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And yeah. And then I went ahead and I casted Coraline, YB, and the Parentals. I did too. Who would you cast for Coraline? So <laughs> the whole family for me ended up being black. Mm-hmm. Just because I couldn't picture anybody else for Coraline other than her, mm-hmm. who's Priya Ferguson. She played the younger sister in Stranger Things 3. Oh. Because it just like her sassiness yes. and like her very like on point wittiness <laughs> just reminded me of Coraline so much that I was just like, she would be perfect yeah. if they like made this uh, into live action. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> right. <Love it. laughs> and I couldn't get past it. I was like trying to think of somebody else and then my head just kept coming back to her. So I was like, nope, she's Coraline. Like mm-hmm. that's it. It was mainly the sassiness. Yeah. I just remember in your head, it's like you can't get that person out. Right. Yeah. I just remember Coraline being very sassy and I was like, oh, she could easily pull it off. That's her whole character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coraline is a sass master. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. I casted Daphne Keen. Oh. She's in Dark Logan. Ma- His Dark Materials. Logan. I've casted her for something else that we're going to be talking about very soon. Uh, She's an amazing actress. (laughs) She really is. Yeah. And she just like looks like her already. Give her blue hair. Uh, Because I want, she has to have blue hair. Right. Yes, of course. And oh, in the movie, there's like a photo kind of hidden in the house of them. And Coraline had brown hair. So she, it's like implied that she dyed her hair blue. Interesting. It's not just like, not just like random animation. Like anime. (laughs) Like no explanation. Just. (laughs) This is their hair. Right. And YB? Who'd you do for YB? I chose Jacob Tremblay from The Room on Wonder. Oh, yeah. And he just starred in Luca mm-hmm. as Luca. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because they're both 15. So I went yeah. off, because um, I know Coraline and YB are supposed to be 11, but I don't know any 11 actresses. But um, <laughs> So I looked up Priya's age. She's 15, so I figured YB should also be 15, mm-hmm. and Jacob is 15. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I think that's, like, fine. Right. it's close enough (laughs) so my yb he's actually in i casted him first he's just always been my yb i was gonna say because i remember when we first talked about doing this and like a couple days later you're like i have my yb (laughs) like he was the first one he told me about you were so excited because i casted him and then i casted daphne because i'm like well they already work so well together so he's in his dark materials also oh my god yeah his name is amir wilson and he just looks exactly like I was gonna say, he looks just like him. The hair, the face. Oh my god! Yeah, he'd be I even perfect. found like a picture of him where his head is like tilted to the side. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> You're like, this is excellent. And the raincoat. Oh, it's done. <laughs> With his little gloves. And they've already worked together. They have really great chemistry in his dark materials. Almost kind of the same relationship in that as they do in Coraline. Yeah, where. The guy is like telling the girl all this stuff. He's very like, "This is what's happening. This is what's going on." She's like, "No, <laughs> like do my own thing, right?" <laughs> so I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Amazing. I guess let's do the father slash other father. Okay. And then we'll do 
the big one for last. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So I chose basically, oh, I'm going to butcher his first name. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. But it's um, Lakeith Stanfield. He's from uh, Get Out. Oh. He's like the first one that you see because he's very tall and lanky. Yeah. So I figured yeah. it like translated very well from like uh-huh. who, how they animated him to like how he would be in live action. Yeah. I just, I remember him being like very like, woo. Yeah. tall and lanky and i think it'd be perfect mm-hmm. you know the voice of him <laughs> i didn't know this until i was like researching um so he makes a joke in the movie he's like oh i'm like well, i think it's a deleted scene actually but he says oh i feel like i'm i have a virus inside of me or something because he's like brain isn't working and the voice of him is the guy that's like i'm a mac i'm a pc he's the oh he's the pc huh yeah <laughs> the pc guy is the father funny yeah i thought that was funny (laughs) okay my father so i have a pitch so because the book is more creepy i would like this adaptation to be even creepier Mm -hmm. and my casting they're like a little bit older than how they should be anyways but who does horror well and Mm. can act also but john krasinski oh he'd be perfect Um, no and he could direct it and make it. He's Ooh. already done like a family like right? thing, and he definitely knows like the family dynamic within a, like a horror yes. movie. I think he'd be. Awesome. Ooh, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. And he could have fun with it too, because like the daughter in a quiet place is very much like Coraline. Mm, yeah, very much like I'm gonna go do this on my own. Yeah, <laughs> don't need you. Yeah. Oh, and he kind of looks like him already. Like right? I, I'd like to see him all nerdified. Oh, yeah. perfect. Working in his garden. <laughs> Who's your other mother? Um, mother? I chose Gabrielle Union from Bring It On. Oh, yeah. And she right now she's in a show called LA Finest. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. Yes. I've casted her before. I think in so. A Darker Shade of Magic. Oh. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, when I looked, because um, she popped in my head automatically. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure we've used her. But no. Meh. My mother is Emily Blunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's perfect. Because they work together already. Right. They're actually oh, married. Oh, I was going to say, oh, they work together already. And they're, they're married. They're also married. They also, they also played husband and wife very well in the last <laughs> I really felt the chemistry in A Quiet Place. Yeah. But she has, like, awesome range. Right. She could very easily, like, flip. Oh, I would love to see her play the other mother. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yes. That'd be so cool. Yes, she'd be awesome. I would love to see her as a villain. I mean, she kind of was in Devil Wears Prada, like a little bit. But ever since then, she's kind of just been, you know, the best girl. Right. And everything. That's true. So I'd like to see her go dark. Did they ever say why they chose to change it to animation instead of live action? Like keeping um, it live action? I didn't see that anywhere. I think it was mostly just it would translate that makes better for kids. Because oh. they were trying to target it to kids. Probably. You know, if John Kru- Krasinski. There you go. Uh, imagine if Gamble del Toro did it. Oh, bitch. And it was live action. Oh, my God. Ooh. Pan's Labyrinth is right? already. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, from, oh, it'd be awesome. Oh, man. Like, yes. if you really wanted it to go, like, dark and creepy. Yeah. Hmm. Right? <laughs> Make it happen. Gamble. And you? this would also be a movie not a tv show if they, no yeah, yeah no, no, no. it'd have to be a movie because the book really itself good. is so small is it really yeah it's like that big. teeny tiny yeah huh and say stardust isn't that big either mm. 
But I do really like the way he writes. Yeah. He's very, like, uh, lyrical. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. We stand Neil Gaiman. Yes, yes. Well done, sir. Very talented man. Um, do you want to sort them? Oh, yes. Coraline. Uh, Gryffindor. I was going to say Gryffindor. Yeah. Of course, of course. Very easily. Why <laughs> be... Mm, could be Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. I was just going to say either Hufflepuff and or Ravenclaw since yeah. he is the boy that knows everything. Yeah. He's very, like, kind of a know-it-all. <laughs> He does love, like, making sure Coraline knows that he knows everything. Yeah. But then he's also instantly her friend. That's true. Kind of. Oh, and then the other YB, like, breaks my heart. Oh, I was, like, mouth was so shut, and he doesn't talk. And uh, Poor thing. So ah, um, the other father? The father? Are we doing them separately? Father and other father? Oh, I was thinking. We can. I was thinking them as, like, the both. Oh, okay. They're both kind of the same. That's very true. I think he'd probably be a Hufflepuff. Right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Because he is more endearing than the mother in both versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes the most sense, I think. Yeah. And then the mother slash other mother. I think I think the mother is a Ravenclaw because she's very <laughs> like focused on her work. And I forget what she does, actually. Oh, they both work in like gardening i guess she thinks she does the marketing and he like tests out the stuff oh i thought he was a writer no oh just kidding they're both because they're always like shopping for plants and stuff oh yeah i don't know why i thought he was a writer i don't know how if that's how it is in the book i don't remember and the other mother is probably a southern (laughs) right that's what i was thinking (laughs) yeah or mm, oh no because she's very cunning Mm. i would feel like the other mother yeah She's sneaky. She's very sneaky. She's very self, oh, self-preserving. Like another difference. So you know how at the end, Coraline makes it back and then the hand kind of follows her up to the well and then she like whacks it down there mm-hmm. and it happens like kind of immediately or the next day. But in the book, the hand kind of torments her for a few days afterwards and then she has to, she does this like clever trap with it at the well later on so it's not as instant in the hand he's it's not like um mechanical how it's like skeletal and stuff Mm -hmm. it's like a flesh hand and the nails are really long and gross ew yeah (laughs) fantastic but i bet it was just easier to animate metal because it's kind of the the skeleton of the puppet anyways right (laughs) yeah it's just how it looks already so they're like "Eh." yeah very fun very fun so that's Coraline. yay creepy meant for children right somehow but yes <laughs> somehow meant for children yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah it's a very short sweet quick one this week life has kind of been a little hectic for the two of us so yeah this is what it is <laughs> i went to mexico yeah literally like and i feel like my stomach is still in mexico <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about like the week we've had? Like you came back from Mexico on Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday. I went to a baseball game. Tuesday we both went to Disney. Wednesday, what did we do Wednesday? <laughs> I think I actually went to work that day, and it was just like a day's. Right. Thursdays we got tattoos. Oh yeah, we got tattoos. Friday <laughs> we went to the mall like all day, and then Saturday, 
my short-term memory is really (laughs) (laughs) right maybe just hang out at your house i think we just hung out at your house right oh we went to frankincense oh yeah we went to frankincense and then we had lunch with all my my money (laughs) (laughs) you and me both we've spent so much money this week and today yeah, is we Sunday. Went to Frankincense and then Sunday. Today's Monday, actually. <laughs> Technically, it's Monday, but on Sunday, I went to a concert and then now it's Monday. So we've like been pretty damn busy. Jane's actually physically here. She's sleeping upstairs. She is sleeping upstairs. She has to fly home tomorrow. <laughs> yes, poor thing. I have to take her to the airport, but she's actually physically here. And we had, there's a lot of things that we planned that just didn't go the way we planned them. But that's, that's, that's what happens. That's life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. We're going to do Lost in the Neverwoods. Yes. Before the end of October. Yes. I didn't realize that Coraline was a book. So when I first like had this idea, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, they're just both like Leica movies. And then when I looked no, it up it's and book. it's like, Coraline's actually a book. And I was like, oh, well, well, because <laughs> <laughs> Paranorman is not a book. Paranorman's like an original story yeah. that they did. There's a lot more characters in Paranorman though. Yeah. And they made it into a book, but it's actually like based off of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's that's not the same. <laughs> no. Do one backwards. Um, but yeah, so we just said Coraline. Okay. Yeah. All so right. next week we'll be lost in the Neverwoods. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Are you currently reading? Oh, I, I'm, I'm an idiot. Lost I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Forget I asked. Because <laughs> you're currently reading Lost in Neverwoods. <laughs> I've already reading. said what I'm currently reading. It's Stardust because I want to do a movie sode on it eventually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is it because of Ben Barnes? no no honestly it's because i was i made it like a list of movies that i have read that originally were books Mm -hmm. and stardust is one of them and i looked in the audiobooks only like six hours which is really short for an audiobook so i was like oh okay we'll do that one Mm -hmm. but i mean any excuse to talk about ben barnes but he's really not in it for that long because he just plays the the dad when he's younger in the beginning yeah so yeah all righty it's bedtime it is bedtime <laughs> definitely i gotta go move my clothes from the washer to the dryer and then it's bedtime yeah <laughs> okay thanks so much for listening guys keep reading and keep watching Bye-bye. bye bye good night <laughs>